Um, welcome to everyone who's in the room. Uh, thanks for joining us today. My name is AJ Alvarez. Uh, I'm part of the client marketing team here at Symphonic. Uh, I'm the director of marketing for LADAM. And if, as the director of marketing for LADAM, I work with artists labels to develop their release timelines and strategies to set their projects up for success. Um, today, I'm joined by a very small cross-section of the team at Play Network, but a wonderful cross-section. We have Grady Tyree, Alex Espinosa, and Mark Campbell. Hi, guys. Thanks for Hello. joining. Hey, AJ. Thanks for inviting. Yes. I'm so excited about our, our chat today. I know that we had, a, we had a meeting last week where I said I can't get over it. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about holiday music. I know it's July, and everyone thinks it's super early. Um, but we've got a really good conversation ahead. Um, so I'm glad to have everyone here today. I was hoping that we could kick it off with you guys uh, introducing yourselves, telling us a little bit about your role, where you're located um, and, and your function over at Play Network. Grady, we'll start with you. Sure, uh, my name is Grady Tyree. I am the procurement and label relations manager at Play Network. I've been here for just over nine years. Um, I'm what some people would call like a gatekeeper. I make sure all the content comes into our database, um, you know, that is facilitated from label conversations with you, our other providers, you know, pitching us content, making us aware of releases. I make sure those conversations turn around to assets being available to promote within our team. So um, when they're discussed and released, I'm the one checking to make sure that we have it available and can then turn it around to our music supervisors for them to, to do their thing and digest it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my role uh, in a nutshell. And I'll let uh, Mark take it from here. Sure. Thanks, Grady. Yeah, my name is Mark Campbell, music supervisor here at Play Network. Just celebrated my 12th anniversary. So we're doing this for, for a few years. Uh, I oversee music for a really wide range of brands, everything from high fashion to fast food. So it keeps keeps me on my toes and, and uh, keeps me working, but it's uh, the challenge is, is fun. And uh, so for the last five or six years, overseeing um, our holiday initiative, making sure we're all, we're all set with it. Perfect. Hi guys, I'm Alex Espinosa. Um, been doing this for over 12 years, 20 years, I'm sorry, working with brands for 20 years, been at play for 10 years. Um, I so I've had clients all over the world for over 20 years. Um, some of the high clients I, I deal with today are Nike, um, Tommy Hilfiger, amongst others. Um, I also do um, curate for all of our Latin clientele we have. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. I really appreciate you guys uh, talking to us today about holiday releases. Before we jump too far in, I do want the audience listening and everybody who's participating to have a better idea of what Play Network is. If you could give us a little bit of background on the company, that'd be great. Sure thing. Yeah, it, it started way back in 1996, a uh, very small outfit. Uh, but the idea was to connect brands and their um, consumers and music all together. Uh, the big turning point for us was uh, in 1998 when we signed up with Starbucks. And at the time it was, uh, I think, 1,800 locations. And of course, nowadays it's probably 2,000. Um, but it's, it's, uh, we're a worldwide company. We have offices in Hong Kong, London, and Chile. Um, and what else do I want to say? Well, we're, we're part of the Octave Group, what's called now, which uh, also includes Tuckers. 
So the uh, the jukeboxes you see at uh, at bars and such, those are that's part of our company as well. Nice. Okay, good. So we have a little bit of an idea here that you guys are really dealing with overhead, kind of the music people encounter in their everyday lives, um, and in the you know public places and and things of that nature. That's really cool. Um, yeah, mainly, so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say we mainly specialize in, like you said, overhead background. So uh, you're in a mall, you know, we, we do a lot of the programming for the stores and malls, hospitality, restaurants, um, cover a, a, lot, a wide array. Essentially, if you step out of your house, there's a good, si there's a good chance that we're uh, contributing to your soundtrack throughout your day. <laughs> Absolutely. And possibly and most likely the reason that you are the perfect people to talk about holiday music with <laughs> seeing as this is where most people are encountering it uh, during the holiday season, for okay. sure. Um, so a lot of people probably are wondering why are we talking about holiday releases in July? Why is this live? What, what's important about it from the distribution standpoint, you know, for us, it's having a good lead on any of our content, but especially around huge marketing push, you know, holidays are a huge marketing push for any of the DSPs, but especially for you guys. Um, if you could tell us a little bit more about your internal timeline and your processes around getting releases into these playlists um, with the overheads, that would be great. Earlier, our team gets to put ears on it to review it because before anything gets programmed, it has to be reviewed for lyrical um, checks. You know, We go through with a fine tooth comb. You'd be surprised some of the things in our conversations at AJ of, the, the little nuances that would get flagged for any one account have to be taken into account, especially with the wide breadth that holiday is going to cover. You know, holiday is going to go yeah. into every account, mostly unless the client's like, you know, we're totally burnt out on holiday. It only fits some brands. So on the receiving end, it's always good for us to have that, that headroom to start absorbing it now getting everything cleared, making sure the master's cleared, making sure the publishing's cleared. And then once it's time for Mark, Alex, and the rest of our team to start sifting through it, they already can see like what's readily available to choose right now where it doesn't take any extra work of going back to you know licensing to reach out for rights on certain songs. Uh, so that's really key for us. And I'll let Mark kind of speak to more of the nuts and bolts of when they're actually starting to to do those yeah um yeah believe it or not actually uh next month which is just right around the corner we start reaching out to clients asking what their plans are for holiday and uh most likely they've already put some thought into it already but uh yeah we do get a little bit of pushback because it's like hey it's 90 degrees why are we talking but uh it's it's uh it's it's a complicated process because not only we got to find out their schedule. We got to find out the percentage of playback. We got to find out uh, what type of holiday music they want or what their what their theme is for the year. Because we we try to align with that as much as possible. So the more time we have to deal with that, the better. And usually by October, all of our holiday programming is done. I mean, we might be able to sneak a few more tracks in in, a, in an update or two, but October is kind of the the deadline because because uh, we're trying to hit uh, Black Friday. Is, is yeah. Brands start playing their music. That's great to know. And honestly, from you know this side of it, you know, a lot of times we're talking about holiday releases as early as 
October and you guys are already done in October in a lot of cases. Um, could you tell me more about what information is useful to your team, not only on, you know, what we're talking about marketing details or what the, what the artists themselves are doing, but what other information do you need? You mentioned on the publishing side, Grady, um, there's some information and things that we could be getting on top of there when things are being delivered. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's probably the, the foremost thing that you want to kind of have done when you deliver content is, have yourself registered, you know, have that information readily available for our licensing team to uh, review, whether it's, you know, them finding it through the various agencies that they're signed through, or, you know, if they're reaching out, because our licensing team will reach out on behalf of the company directly to writers and, and publishers to get the clearances. Everything has to be cleared 100% before it goes onto a program. So no matter how great the track is, or no matter how bad a brand wants it, it has to have all these clearances before it can be programmed. So it's not as if we can just receive anything. That sounds great. This brand wants it. We're just going to plug it in and hope that you know we clear everything on the back end. We actually have to make sure upfront before we hit program that we're completely 100% on it, and then. Um, the marketing materials that can be associated with that or any anecdotal information that can come from that is kind of secondary to making sure that we actually have the rights to program it because that's kind of what it boils down to. It can be the best song, but if we're not granted rights, we're kind of looking for that backup. So it's yeah. always key to kind of have those ducks in your row, the I's dotted, T's crossed, ready to go the moment you submit it and it, you know, you get the masters done. It's all good to have it, everything ready to go part and parcel. So that way when October hits and Mark needs to fill in or Alex needs to fill in a holiday song because they're one song short of the required allotment or the percentages that they want to run with. If we have something that's a low hanging fruit that fits, that fits the, the vibe of the client and the sound that they're going for, that's just, it benefits both sides, or actually three sides. It benefits the client. They get a really cool discovery song. It benefits us because we're able to facilitate that. And it benefits the artist because with holiday songs, you're such a finite window that you can get maximum coverage in just yeah. that two months that you know you would scream to get any other time of the year. So yeah. Mark can kind of speak, Mark and Alex both can speak to like, any marketing materials or any additional information that they, you know, kind of use. So I'll let Alex take that one first. Oh yeah, most definitely. And and like, you know, the reason why we want to make sure that that we have all the dots, um, all the eyes dotted and T's crossed is we want to make sure that everyone involved is paid, right? Loyalties. Yeah. So we want to make sure the right people are paid, and that's one of the reasons why we want to make sure that we're covered publishing and licensing and label and and the whole shebang because we want to make sure the right people get paid and. I know in the past, um, there were some issues with, um, you know, many, many people not getting paid, like why they should be, and um, especially the writers, right? That's the most important thing right now for us too. But going back to uh, what Mark was saying earlier regarding our, our brands, um, a lot of brands, you know, are starting holiday a lot earlier this year, in the past couple of years too. You know, usually we had a date of Black Friday, you know, that's when most brands would start. But as um, the years go by, it's because they want to make that sale as well, and also have that holiday cheer a lot earlier and a lot longer. 
you're seeing brands actually starting holiday sometimes even even in October, end of October, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, but going back to what um, Gray was saying, yeah, any information as far as marketing materials is, is perfect for us because we have certain brands that we work with, they know exactly what type of holiday they want, right? Um, and having that information in front of us to share with them is always important. Absolutely. Um, so we're talking about, you know, the information that you use, of course, for the brands are looking for, and sometimes they know, sometimes they don't. What does programming look like for holiday releases? You know, we had this conversation around, you know, what is a holiday release anymore? What are, you know, we hear the same things over and over again, rocking around the Christmas tree, jingle bells, et cetera. You know, um, I, Mark sent over a really great uh, article on basically holiday music burnout. And I feel like when we think of holiday releases, that's what we're thinking of is this burnt out feeling. But what do you find that brands are really picking up for holiday programming and, and how do, how does, our, how do our artists access that or create that? Um, Alex, yeah, if you are, Mark, if you want to start there, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to, th- I think, I think they're looking for variety. Like one of the best things was a few years ago, Sia released a, a holiday record and they were all original songs. Um, you know, none, none of the classics, but it was something that we could add in and make our playlist larger because the same songs over and over again um, but generally with holiday music we run into two problems it's either too slow or it's too religious because most brands don't want any religious content in their in their in their stores um, so some some up-tempo uh claus songs would be perfect Tempo Santa Claus. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of brands, especially nowadays with today's world, they don't want to offend anybody, right? So they want to make sure that all the music is positive. And, and like Mark touched on, original music is always important because, it, you know, you can have, I mean, a little jingle here and there, and it's a Christmas song, right? So it doesn't have to actually talk about Santa Claus. It doesn't have to talk about like religious lines. Right. It's anything that has some kind of religious theme, or not, I'm sorry, Christmas theme. You know, be it talking about a Christmas tree or under the mistletoe, um, those are always positive things. And, and like I said, um, you know, songs are just about positivity. Is is always yeah. always good. You know. Yeah. And I would so, I would probably also say tempo is mm-hmm. is probably key for us because if you think about going into a mall, everything is fast paced. Everything they want to keep that yeah. uh, moving at the register. So the slower songs as beautiful as they can be mm-hmm. don't really work for us unless we're programming you know in a coffee shop or in in you know maybe a hotel lobby where you know relaxation is more the key the other thing i would say is variety as mark touched on like you know electronic music latin music hip hop you know there is a need for christmas hip hop you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. think of whatever genre and and now you know genres are are blurring more and more as we progress in our years that you know i could imagine the generation now just pulling all their styles together and crafting their own holiday songs that sound completely different because it's not the same way we grew up it's not the nostalgia that we touched on but we need that next kind of wave of holiday nostalgia to be created so it can 
start to, you know, mix with the traditional sounds that we're used to, the Nat King Coles or the Bing Crosby's, you know, you need more of the shins, you need more of Sia, you need more of this, you know, interjection of, of new thoughts and ideas. And to their point, it doesn't have to be Christmas. I think a couple of years ago, we were asking for more solstice style. So just more about the vibe of yeah. winter or, you know. Talk the, about snow. Yeah, talk about snow. Talk about, you know, I don't know. But it, it doesn't necessarily have to touch on the themes of Christmas. Mm -hmm. But I think Alex said, if it's mentioned in a song, it's reason for us to include it on a holiday playlist if it fits. So variety and tempo are probably two takeaways as well. And it's, okay. it's almost to the point you could take you could take almost any song and put some sleigh bells over the top of it, and all <laughs> it's a holiday song. Interesting. So you kind of touched on this, but could you tell us some of the genres that are in like high demand or high need? Where is the vacuum at the moment for new original holiday music? Yeah, like uh, like Grady said, uh, we all know how popular hip hop is, but when it comes mm -hmm. to holiday hip hop, it's I mean, how many times can you play uh, Christmas and Hollis? You know, <laughs> we need more content. Um, that would be great. Also, you know, EDM is huge. Um, some more electronic uh, uh, holiday music. Um, some stores just want instrumentals. Those are always helpful. Um, but again, yeah, so uh, some up-tempo pop, you know, uh, talking, singing about snow would be fantastic. Interesting. Well, on, the Latin, on the Latin side of Latin pop, you know, Latin pop is, is what it's a big need right now. Latin pop, even regional Latin is a big need right now because, um, you know, especially the border towns, um, a lot of people who are, are coming across the border, they're, they're, they know regional music, right? So anything that talks about, you know, how they, in Spanish, Latino, you know, regional wise is, is spot on too. Absolutely. It sounds like also that you guys are pitching brands that are worldwide. Is there any variance in between what brands are looking for here in the States or um, kind of in you know, Western countries like the UK and France who are you know, building up more of their holiday season, if you will, than they used to have in the past and other locations that maybe aren't snowing that time of year. Is there any variance in what they're actually looking for, interested in, or is it really just that that is the subject matter? I would, I would say generally a brand, especially if it's a, a big worldwide brand, mm -hmm. the presence to be very similar or, uh, or other variables, but mm -hmm. for the most part, like, like Starbucks, I think it's the Starbucks sound, you know, and if you're going into one in Shanghai or, or uh, 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 Tenasket, Washington, you know, you hear the same content. Yeah. That makes yeah, at that sense. point, it just gets based on, you know, territorial rights, making sure that yeah. the rights are covered in those territories. But okay. outside of that, you know, it tries to probably mirror as much as, as the rights control. Gotcha. Okay. That's really helpful, um, I'm sure, for our, our audience here. Um, I'm curious, do you have any kind of anecdotal information too that maybe you haven't shared already on what brands are looking for via sound you know you mentioned putting top 
um, you know, something that might be useful, especially for those on right now who are producing EDM or producing that hip hop that you're looking for, for the holidays. Is there anything else that you could tell us about the sound that you're looking for that these brands may be looking for? I First and foremost, that. hold on, let me jump in real quick, yeah. Mark. Clean. I know yeah. it's weird to say, but clean yeah. is clean for Christmas. us. Uh, very key. If Outside I can add that, a... <laughs> If I can add a note in general for all of those on the line, when we are pitching Play Network, that is something great for us to know <laughs> if something is clean. So if you're interested in overheads in general, having something clean or having a clean edit on a, on a release, especially in the hip hop space, as he just mentioned, I know is something we discuss all the time. Very so key. good note. Thank and you. remember, it's, it's, not always just, it's not always just language, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. language. Yeah. It's also singing about, I got wasted last night or, you know, I'm booking <laughs> or something like that. But things uh, are really good. Align well with uh, with holiday programming for us. Yeah, especially reggaeton too. Reggaeton's streaming popular right now. And reggaeton, uh, uh, as much as I love reggaeton, it, it's gotten um, with the language, with the lyrics, it's gotten really, really, you know, gearing towards what hip hop is now, right? So mm -hmm. clean is always important. Yeah, absolutely. Anything but, else uh, for the holidays? Yeah, I would also add. Uh, it's it's infamous, but all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. And my theory on that, it, why it's so popular, it sounds like it's always been with us. It sounds like it's off the Phil Spector Christmas album. You know, it's timeless. That instant nostalgic sound. Yeah. There's there's another sweet area. If if a brand is wanting to play the Frank Sinatra's and Nat King Cole, etc., something like that would would fit right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are different styles of music that really fit in holiday time that can be difficult other times. Jazz is another good area where, you know, you could have some really good um, instrumental holiday tunes, whether it's smooth jazz or even mixed jazz and EDM. And you got the, you know, verb uh, remix type thing where it's like lounge and jazz mixed together. But, you know, there are, I think with holiday, I think there's vacuums everywhere outside of like the nostalgic tracks, you know, like yeah. if you just want to do something brand new, that's you, that speaks to your holiday, do it. Like mm -hmm. there is an avenue for it somewhere. Again, as long as you follow the three rules of clean tempo and rights, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. I I'm curious, you know, we kind of touched on this, you know, when we spoke earlier last week, but, you know, there is a stigma around Christmas music or holiday music of any kind, really. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way necessarily. And I think that you guys, by telling us that, you know, there are vacuums, EDM and hip hop and those spaces, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be your traditional, you know, topics or same lyrics every time. Um, I think that that could help make it's solstice music or something that's a little bit different that doesn't feel so stigmatized as just the traditional songs that we're always hearing. It also helps people get out of that rut of like, you're saying, this is all I know. So this is what has to be played. Like yeah. we're in a position where sometimes a brand will listen to us and be like, okay, this is where we see it going. This can really maybe open up, you know, who's coming in and, and what they're, how long they stay around because you have a different variety right. of music playing as opposed to what they hear in every other storefront that they walk into. 
Absolutely. Um, we have a question from the group uh, from Wendy Barnes. She says, if I have an indie rock up-tempo, non-religious and clean new holiday song, how do I go about getting it heard? Um, I think this is more like from our side of it. Um, first, filling out the marketing drivers for Symphonic is number one. <laughs> we live and die by our marketing drivers uh, on the client marketing team, really, because that's the only way for us to get information. Um, you can find the link actually in the SMS. Uh, we also have the link on the website itself, and we will make sure to get in touch with you, Wendy, and send you that link too um, directly. But we do... I mean, when I say live and die, I can't tell you enough. Uh, Grady hears these pitches week in and week out. And, and that's the best way for us to have any idea uh, about what, what you're planning with your release, what, what, you know, what, what makes it important. Um, the other thing is to make sure that it's absolutely set up in the SMS, ready to go in time. Um, and like Grady said, that you have your publishing information at the ready should somebody reach out to you just so that there's no delay in making sure that it happens. Um, and like we said earlier, like the team just mentioned, you know, the marketing information that you send over, we share with Grady's team, um, you know, Alex and Mark get that information and they use that information in order to feed those pitches. And um, again, everything is not guaranteed. I wanna be very clear about that. You know, we send it over, but nothing can be guaranteed. There is a, you know, it has to go through listening and the brand has to, be on board for that. You know, there's a, there's a lot of in between, but the information is really, really the most important. Um, Jeffrey, the SMS, uh, he's asked, what is the SMS? That is our symphonic, um, where you submit your releases, the symphonic platform, essentially, where you submit releases. Um, going back to the holiday releases uh, and talking about brands and, and what they're really looking for, um, do you guys have do you keep a list uh, of your own, like a short list that you're constantly going to different brands with? Um, I know you work with multiple genres, obviously, both of you working in, in two very different areas. Um, is there, you know, it, it, what is your part of your system? You don't have to give us all the insights, but we're just curious how that, how that works. Well, yeah, we, always, we always start with, with what they did last year and find out if they're happy with that or if, if they want to go in a new direction. But if they're keeping... Either way, I guess we need to find new content to match that because we don't want to, unless they want exactly the same playlist. We want to we want to build it out. We want to we want a larger playlist so there's so there's more variety. Um, but yeah, uh, Grady is very good about when we get all the holiday content in, it goes into a, a bin where we can find it and we can go through there and and uh, listen. And you know, our job is to hear it and say, oh, that's great for this brand. That's perfect for this one, etc. Yeah, our brands have a specific sound that, that we try to keep in touch with, with the holiday as well, right? You, wanna, you don't want to have a certain brand sound for a brand and then it'll be completely way off with holiday music, right? You kind of want to have it matched to what the current game because the majority of the time, um, holiday music is being blended in with the current playlist, right? With the current half. So um, that's one thing as well. So we, have, we actually have a mindset of what that sound is and what the brands are looking for. And we try to find music, all the music that match that brand sound. So if the art, the brand, say, for instance, has Latino pop music, I want to give them Latino pop holiday music, right, to match that core sound. Mm -hmm. if, if a client has, you know, they're playing mariachi music, I want to have regional, you know, holiday music playing so it matches that brand sound. Yeah, absolutely. And our brands do, to, to what Mark and Alex are saying, is um, the mixing of, of current releases with holiday, because 
you know, with the burnout, I'm sure there are very few clients that actually program 100% catalog for more than just like maybe a week or two. Uh, I would imagine speaking with these guys and kind of getting a feel for it over the last few years is it, it definitely becomes more of a mix now because of the limited content that you're working with. You know, everybody's going to be playing a lot of the same things because those that's what's clear, that's what's available, that's kind of canon mm -hmm. at this point. I'm curious, um, the playlists that you're programming for clients, are these dynamic playlists? Do they change? Are they, you know, they once they're set, they're pretty much set for the season and then you kind of move on the next year? Pretty much. We, we okay. have a uh, uh, holiday library. And like Grady was alluding to, the, the key is remember that we're blending. So let's, I, I have this one anecdote about uh, in this one store, we were on a, doing a, a, what we call a mall crawl going out in the ruin. But this was on our brand, but it was like this really cool, chic kind of electronic sound. And all of a sudden, Dean Martin's White Wonderland comes, which Wonderland comes in. That's just somebody just, oh, we want 25% we want holiday. I don't care what it is, just plug it in. So our idea is just that transition to not be so jarring. You know, it would have been much better to go to a cool, chill, electronic holiday song instead. Absolutely. That's the, that's the trick. That's the trick for us. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of like getting a bad DJ. <laughs> you, just, yeah. you don't that want to read the room. That everybody just like stops and looks. What happened? <laughs> that makes sense. Um, we have a question from Jay in the chat. It says, so would drum and bass be the perfect tempo for a holiday launch? There, he, I am formulating ideas. Uh, is there a market for drum and bass holiday music? I would say that's pretty small in, in general. <laughs> personally, I don't, I don't use drum. I oversee a lot of the, the club and dance too. And there's just not a big, uh, there's not a big uh, request for, for drum and bass music. So um, I don't know if that would be a, there might be a few clients out there, but I, it wouldn't get, that wouldn't get into Starbucks. I don't think. Yeah. So more of the mainstream wider appeal kind of genres. Yeah. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. I mean, our basic is is will it a friend grandma? Because you can never <laughs> know who walks into a store. Yeah. So you kind of have that as your the very bottom. And then depending on what you're programming for, you build from that. But like lyrically, that's where we start. We have to be aware of children going into the store with their parents, Absolutely. grandparents yes. going into stores. So it's very, that, that's where it comes back to the lyrics for us. It's very important um, to pay attention. And I saw somebody also asked about Valentine's Day content. Mm -hmm. I will say for, for, I think I can speak for Play Network. We don't really do any other holiday programming outside of special requests for brands. It's really Christmas time is, is where, where it's all at. I think from time to time, we'll get Valentine's request or, or Halloween uh, gonna, they're very. I was, yeah, was going to say Halloween for the for the thrift stores. Halloween is their Christmas, so it's <laughs> uh, Halloween music is huge at, at at Goodwill and those sort of things. But but we do we do have like Grace said there are, there are certain brands that do want to have a Valentine's playlist right or a, or a Halloween playlist or Chocolate even drinks. a summer playlist right. So even songs talking about summertime during the summertime, clients love it. You know they want they want to hear songs that that talk about what you know happened weather they're in, you know, so any kind of uh, stuff like that's always good. Okay. 
So any, when we're talking about the timeline for a special programming, if you will, not necessarily holiday, but any kind of, um, you know, seasonal programming, really you want to get that programming or that content over to Play Network with a, a good lead. What kind of lead are we talking about timeline-wise? A month, maybe. Because, okay. you know, for us to ingest it, review it, clear it, program those are a lot of steps that can take time depending on how how far we have to reach out to clear a track receiving it probably no problem as long as it's available in the feed and has a release date prior to when we're going to program it'll be fine if the release date is after the programming that could yeah. be something that that we haven't accounted for yet but if it's going to be released and it's available for a holiday programming and we have it cleared then you know at least a month ahead is is best. So you know we're talking about October, so September. Yeah. You know if you can get stuff in September and into October, that's probably our window of like getting the new fresh content before our programming ends. And to, to Mark, what he said earlier is like some clients will get another update. It'll be a smaller update of holiday content. And it may feature some of those big hot releases that wait until November 25th to be released or, or right yeah. in right before uh, Christmas. So I would, I would say at least a month ahead of time, at least on our radar mm -hmm. is, is probably, you know, a good I will, thumb. I will add to that for, for those listening for symphonic purposes, if, you know, play network is saying a month, you want to add at least a week or two on top of it because for it to get ingested and reviewed by our team, um, and that approved so that it is delivered uh, is the next step for the symphonic side. So you do want to add a little time to that just for our purposes as well. So I would say, you know, if it's a month, we want to talk five to six weeks ahead of time um, just to make sure because there is someone delivering. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta add a little time to that. But you're you're absolutely right. Um, there was another question about a specific brand I saw. I believe it's Hallmark. Um, just curious if you guys pitched to Hallmark. That's also from Solomon, actually. <laughs> not sure if you can I, share that. <laughs> as far as I know, that is not that is not our brand. Okay. I don't. I, don't, I could be wrong, but I, that doesn't that doesn't ring a bell. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Uh, are there any other questions? I'll give everybody a moment if they want to drop any questions in there. Um, guys, anything else that we failed to discuss that we really should? Um, cover when we're talking about Play Network, talking about the holidays, um, any kind of information that, around there? Yeah, I was just thinking to add to what we were just previously talking about, another step in the process, we have brands that are very selective and, and picky about what gets added. So sometimes that can add even more time to get mm -hmm. it placed. Um, so yeah, just in general, the, the, the more time, the better is, is what I think. it in September you don't need to release it you need to right. make it available 
for Symphonic to push through the DSP yeah. for us to receive, make it available as, as files, you know, just your master copy, the XML. We can then ingest it. These guys can review it. So that way, you know, I would probably, you could probably, if you gave it to Symphonic in September, you could maybe have like a late October release date on it. And it would still, you know, have a chance to be included in holiday updates for us. So it's not necessarily that you have to make it available to everybody in September. You just kind of need to deliver the product so we can start to review it to then get it to where we can release it. Yeah. Um, I had something else and I kind of forgot it. So. And well, while you remember that, just a side note for those listening again, you know, from our team on the client marketing standpoint, this does not mean we're not pitching all the way through <laughs> the holidays. Um, you can ask Grady, we talk about them and then it's like, well, we'll, we'll earmark it for next year. It just that's what, to be that's what it was. See, you picked it up. You knew exactly where I was going. And yeah. it was, even if you release something late in the year, we're still going to ingest it. We're still going to make it available to our team. It just may not make an update this year, but it makes it that, that much earlier available for us next year. So there are releases that came out in 2020 that were late that we'll get to at the beginning of this one. Once we start combing through what's available, what we want to listen to, what becomes requests, that all is going to start now. So anything that was released the end of last year, even in through the beginning of 2021, we now have that to start with going into the 2021 holiday season. So if you put something out late this year, we'll have it first, you know, in line technically going into 2022. So don't, yeah. you know, feel like you need to rush it out now, but just kind of like food for thought. If it doesn't mm -hmm. make it this year, it, it doesn't die because holiday music, we have to have such a, a wide pool of it that, yeah. you know, unless it's something that we already have 45 versions of, we need it, you know, cause it just boils down to the, the variety of content sounds and artists, you know, on, on overhead, we're limited to, you can only play one artist an hour. You can't have multiple songs from the same artist repeat. So variety, variety, variety is, is key. Absolutely. I did see Arcadia on uh, one of our clients. Arcadia uh, is a jazz label. I'm curious how some of the more traditional Christmas sounding genres are received and what is looked for in those genres. I know we haven't touched on it. We only have about five more minutes, but I do want to cover that for, for those labels who are listening, who are, you know, jazz, classical, these that kind of do put out regular, consistently, you know, holiday music. How is that received and what are you looking for in those spaces? Yeah, just uh, just that classic jazz Christmas sound. We've got we have a number of clients that use use a, a great deal of that. You know, restaurants and uh, uh, some. You know, I don't know. Just like like BG B, the BG Adair. I don't know if you're familiar with, but that that's that's really good stuff. Um, that's, even instrumentals, instrumental versions. You know, jazz yeah. instrumentals are always positive clients too as well. Yeah. Some clients Im are improvisational, probably hard for us, you know, yeah. anything that uh, kind of peaks or valleys, you know, inconsistently within a song, they can and not sometimes. Too, not too long either. Um, yeah. Don't do like a seven or eight minute song, you know, um, with three with and a half, four minutes. It's probably like the sweet spot. Yeah. 
Is that a general, I'm curious, is that a general rule of thumb with holiday music? Do you want to keep it on the shorter side or is that something that's specific to the genre? I think that's specific to every playlist all year round. Mm. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, have, we'll have brands tell us, I don't want anything over five minutes, you know? Okay. Um, it's just because they don't want a song to go on forever. Right. They want to keep people moving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Okay, well, I really appreciate it, guys. I'm sorry if there's anything that we didn't cover. Um, please feel free to reach out to our team. I really appreciate your time. This was a really great conversation. I love talking about uh, when we get to stop talking about marketing full on and we're really just talking about music and what people are looking for, what they're listening to. Um, so I appreciate you being a part of that, guys. Um, anything else? Um, like I said, uh, everyone listening right now, feel free to just hit us up on socials. You guys can email us, of course, reach out in the SMS, um, and we'll definitely be listening. Thanks again, guys. Take yeah, care. Thanks, Thank AJ. You. Thanks, Take care. Symphonic.